Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Arvind Grigic, and today with me is uh, Marcel Molinar. He is the country manager Benelux for LinkedIn. Welcome, Marcel. Yeah, great to be here. Thank no, you. No problem at all. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about your background and also how you got to start at, uh, at LinkedIn? Yeah, so uh, of course, my full background is on LinkedIn. So uh, <laughs> I would encourage people to visit my profile. Um, but um, yeah, after university in, uh, in Nijmegen, um, I uh, actually started my career at, uh, Link- at IBM oh, cool. uh, in Amsterdam. And I was working there for four years. And um, the whole, uh, let's say, uh, movement around e-business was just about to take off. So I worked on a couple of programs there from a marketing function. But then uh, all of my uh, friends and uh, actually started working for internet companies. Mm. So it was the new thing, work for an internet company. Yeah. And so um, uh, actually I also joined an in- internet company, which was called Lycos. Ah, okay. So for people that go way I, back. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually, um, it was actually um, uh, powered by a search engine, Hotbot, which is uh, part of Car- uh, Carnegie, Mellon, uh, Carnegie Mellon University. Hmm. Um, so um, with a scientific background and actually we were uh, we were doing quite okay uh, Mm. back in the day it was before google Mm -hmm. and and uh, believe it or not we um, we actually managed to sell uh, keywords uh, on cpm basis so Mm. not on a cost per click Mm. Uh, and actually this this is what launched my career into the online world and so after that i worked for several companies in the uh, in the online space um, which uh, eventually landed me uh, this spot here at LinkedIn. Oh, very cool. So, uh, well, I, I can remember Lycos. That's re- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's vaguely in my memory because I was I was pretty young back then, but uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a big thing. Yeah. Didn't they have like the websites and stuff like that? Yeah. Where you could host your own website. Exactly. Like so um, so they had Tripod. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, the Tripod <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah, so there was, uh, looking, looking in hindsight, you know, there was all these, all these fun, parts of the um, of the ecosystem we see currently yeah all built together in a portal yeah uh and so uh, yeah it actually was a great um let's say playing ground for me to yeah. to get a lot of experience on on different fields of, of online marketing and online sales yeah so um yeah it's pretty fun actually that that's what started me yeah so linkedin now uh yeah. what what spoke to you about linkedin because uh, yeah i mean it's it's a pretty big platform of course but what, what yeah. spoke to you about it yeah so there's a couple of things that really really uh caught me at linkedin so uh, first of all um i was a member quite early on early days member so i was part of the first million uh, members mm-hmm. uh so what immediately caught me was that the uh that it focused on being a professional network connecting professionals mm. uh so so I, I like the way how LinkedIn chose that space, particularly uh, back in the day of, you know, you had MySpace and you had all of these personal networks and it was actually before Facebook. Yeah. Um, so that, that spoke to me. Um, and then secondly, when uh, I started, uh, let's say, uh, researching into becoming uh, the head of marketing solutions, started researching the company, actually I found that also, you know, the whole uh, uh, idea of purpose, uh, so beyond profit is, uh, you know, to connect uh, people to make them more productive and successful. Yeah. And also the vision of economic opportunity. Uh, so the culture and the values also played a big part and still do today. So that's actually what what attracted me most. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that you say connecting because we connected through LinkedIn exactly. <laughs> as well to, yeah. to get to this podcast. Of course, as well. yeah. I, and I have to say that... Uh, 
I think that maybe ninety percent of the guests that I get on the show are through LinkedIn. Of course, where yeah, I, j- I can just, understand. Yeah, where I just just find someone on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just send a connection request with a note. That's yep. very important. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of but course. That's a, something that I think that a lot of people do wrong is that they just send the connection request and yeah. no note at all. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, who are you, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, you know, it ha- it has to do. It has to do, I think, with the fact that uh, sometimes forget that providing a little bit of... I mean, we're in a fast-paced world. Mm. Uh, You know, you meet a lot of people on a daily basis. You speak to a lot of people. um, And it's always good to jog the memory of people a little bit with some context around, you know... You know, here's where we met, uh, you know, the other day we were at this reception. It's great talking to you, etc. Yeah. That usually helps a great deal. And um, I would also encourage people that even uh, much as yourself, uh, you know, if you're looking for a potential guest, you know, y- you you may think, well, let, let's just ask for the connection and then explain myself. Yeah. But I would highly encourage people just to do that in the message. So come Why to the not? point and just say, yeah. so the reason I want to connect is, you know, I have this podcast, I'm looking for interesting guests uh, and I would like to talk to you about the opportunity of joining or something like that, yeah. like very short. Yeah. And usually nine out of 10 times, if you provide some um, some rele- uh, relevant context, yeah. people will uh, will accept. Yeah, that's, that's what I do exactly like that because yeah. I, I was like, yeah, okay, if I'm going to connect to these people, I, I rather well, I, I know it from my from my own experience, right? When me, people add me and I'm just like, okay, there's no no note, no whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not good. I, I even have it in my bio now, where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm if you here. if you send me a connection request without anything, then yeah. I'm not going to do it unless. I've just met you at a conference or something yeah. like that, right? Uh, so Reid Hoffman, our uh, our founder, actually made an interesting comment uh, um, a little bit uh, back uh, when when he was asked that same question about how how about you know accepting connection left and right and how do you judge them and especially if they have no context. Yeah. And he said an interesting thing. He said he actually said if you build your network. Um, and let's say you accept a connection from someone, yeah. but a few months, maybe a year down the line, someone approaches you and asks you, uh, you know, can you introduce me uh, to that person? Because obviously I see this person is in, in your network. Yeah. They're out of my network. Can you introduce me? Because, um, you know, I think Something. I have an interesting opportunity. So yeah. how, comf- how comfortable would you feel? Let's say mm. connecting. So, would you know enough? To know would you know enough about that person uh, to connect? Yeah, exactly. And so that's an- actually an uh, an interesting thing. Um, in fact, to solve a little bit of this, and this is also already a few years down the line, we've inter- introduced also the concept of followers. Mm. So. A lot of people uh, still may not know this, but if you go into your settings, you can make the prominent button on your profile. You can switch connect to follow. Ah. Uh, and if you do that, so the first uh, the first button people will see on your profile, instead of connect, they will see follow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And so, and so, in fact, you know, I have more followers than connections mm. because usually, you know, you, you may want to follow people for various uh, reasons, such as yourself, because yeah. there's a new podcast or there's some interesting news from your company. Yeah. Uh, but not necessarily connect, you mm. know, because you haven't really met. 
Um, and so I would also encourage people to look at that option. If yeah. they feel they get too much connection request uh, and, and they just want to build followers, much like uh, on very uh, on many other social platforms. Sure, yeah. I, I didn't even know that. It's yeah. a good one. I think I will, yeah. <laughs> I will definitely put, put, yeah, yeah, put yeah, that yeah. on. Yeah, I recommend right? it. Yeah, because uh, you can still make the connection request, but you need to... Uh, you have the like uh, sub-menu, right? Where you can then... Well, in the, every profile, if you look at the three dots on yeah. a profile, you can still connect, ask yeah. for connection. Yeah. But it's just, you know, again, you know, we're in a fast-paced world. People, uh, you know, have have met each other on a conference or whatever, sure. or yeah. just heard about you mm. uh, and, and, and saw something in the feed that they liked and they go like, hmm, that's interesting, let's follow, yeah. right? And so, uh, again, you know, I have much more followers than connection these yeah. days. And um, that's an interesting point about that following as well, is that when you do do follow someone, uh, it's it's better to kind of engage with their content as well. Uh, I think that's that's one of the key points that a lot of people forget is like, uh, they're just like, oh yeah, I need this from you or I want to sell you this product and I'm exactly. just gonna send you the message and not engage with your yeah. content at all, right? Well, that's, that's actually, um, you know, that's actually on another concept, which is, um, you know, I, I strongly feel that, uh, let's say, the value in order for you to 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 extract value from the network you also have to provide value Mm. so it's not a one-way street and so uh, you know in the short term i guess yes it would work if people just go into the network because you know to to optimize for what their needs are yeah but eventually it's gonna it's gonna be against you and so i think as a professional uh, you know, the more value you you put into the network, you know, with your knowledge, uh, with 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 connecting people together, with sharing in the feed and all of, th- I mean, the the more value you're able to extract out of the network. So it's yeah. a two way street. Yeah, yeah, you need to post and you need to engage and stuff like that because it's it, it, the thing is, um, a lot of people are like, okay, they're like kind of silent followers in the sense yeah. where they yeah. just follow and they don't yeah. do anything on the platform. They just yes. look at the feed and yeah, maybe and, and, give a like somewhere. Yeah, and the interesting thing is uh, I always have this example where we know this from, uh, let's say, more personal uh, uh, types of social media where, you know, you have a, you may have a lot of people that follow all of your content and they never react. They, yeah. they, 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 they just, I mean, but when you meet them, they are fully up to date. Yeah, they, they know everything. You, right? <laughs> yeah. But they actually don't feel the need to, to ask for help or to share anything until, for instance, uh, their house is for sale. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go like, they want to use the network to say like, hey, I'm selling my house. Can anyone s- help me sell yeah, my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's a funny thing. A lot of people think that, well, actually, you know. Um, you never you, engage. You, you've never engaged. You've yeah. never offered any help on, on, on any other, you know, until it's about you. Mm. And so it's it's a little bit like that, right? You, you, you just need a little bit reassurance that the people that are in your network are actually also there to reach out and to help when it's not about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, I I like a lot of content, even though uh, people will say, "Oh, maybe it's a little bit too much." But I, I don't feel like that, right? I mean, uh, if that will help someone in down the line, what regardless, exactly, right? that's the thing. Exactly. Um, what what I was wondering about is, uh, you, uh, it, it, of course, LinkedIn is used to connect people, yeah. And uh, but what are some of the kind of creative ways you've seen uh, people use LinkedIn uh, in these past few years? Yeah, so um, uh, actually it's, uh, so you would have to go back to 
let's say, either looking from a member's perspective yeah. or from a B2B, from a company perspective. Yeah, let's do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, if you look at it from a company perspective, so actually w- what people may or may not know is that LinkedIn is, is comprised of four lines of business. So we have talent solutions business where we help companies to, you know, with the tooling we have to, uh, to uh, let's say, find the right talent. So build their employer brand, yeah. find the right talent, uh, keep that talent uh, engaged um, uh, and also, um, you know, uh, help them actually to build a talent brand through that talent. Mm. Uh, secondly, we have marketing solutions, which is basically what you um, uh, may refer to as the advertising proposition. Uh, then we have sales solutions, which a lot of people know from, uh, let's say, premium accounts. So in particular, this is a, uh, an enterprise solution called Sales Navigator. Yeah. And then thirdly, we have learning solutions. Okay, um, so these are the four lines of business that make up the business part of, of, of LinkedIn. Um, so from a talent perspective, if you, if you um, it, it, let's say the creative ways uh, I've seen there is uh, particularly, for instance, on, on, uh, on engagement, on talent engagement. Mm. So um, I've seen, for instance, that a, a company uh, posted in the feed... Uh, let's say a very fun way how they start, you know, once a month, how they start their Monday mornings for their employees mm. and what they did, uh, for instance, uh, and they, they shot a video of this. So they put a DJ uh, uh, on the doorstep of their headquarters <laughs> on, <because Monday? laughs> on a Monday morning, right? Because people come from the weekend, you know, Monday is usually not the best way. And they said, you know, let, let's kick it off with a little bit of fun. And they had this, they had this DJ set and there's people, I mean, it, totally yeah. you know flipped on the morale and everything and they posted this and they got a lot of traction mm. so they said this is actually part of our company culture right yeah. to have a little bit of fun and to, to show you know how we engage our employees so so th- this is an example mm. i've seen examples in the marketing solutions department where everyone knows now we've got a quite active feed you know where a lot of content is shared uh, yeah. organically but also promoted um and I've seen, uh, let's say, very creative ways of how, uh, let's say, this, uh, of, um, uh, 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 let's say, how you get thumb-stopping content in the feed. Yeah. For instance, where uh, there's this one uh, gentleman uh, we, I, I can share late, maybe later share somewhere some sure, links, yeah. where you know your feed overflows with water or where a dinosaur explodes from your feet, like very creative, like, like you know, uh, impactful. Um, so You have to watch it. Like, you have uh, to see it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Mm. I've seen a lot of examples of that. Um, in, uh, in, in sales solutions, uh, you know, f- uh, through, through our uh, sales navigator product, um, I've seen very creative way of, of uh, reaching out. So I- I- instead of just you know, going straight for the sale, uh, just creating engaging events and then, mm. or, and then e- invite people for that or, um, you know, all, all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, and and uh, learning uh, is, is, is also a lot about gamification. Yeah. So uh, Learning Solutions is a platform basically where we have thousands of courses and uh, what people have done, uh, what I've seen companies do there is to create a curriculum of, of, a, of a learning path Mm. Uh, which basically leads to, uh, let's say, uh, at the end of the road, they they they've got a um, 
um, if you will, uh, kind of loot boxes where, uh, ah, you know, cool. you can open up boxes because you have a certain amount of points and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So that, that's all on the, on the business, on the B2B part. Yeah. On the member side, um, I've seen them particularly uh, on the talent side uh, where I've seen, for instance, um, people have created a Spotify list, which basically if you read the titles of the songs mm -hmm. is basically, let's say, an open, uh, uh, open letter to companies, uh, <laughs> let's say... You know, if you read yeah, the yeah. if you read the title list, it's basically a sort of like a letter, and it scrolls through your feed. Oh my! So it's a little movie. <laughs> so very creative, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but also, let's say a day in the life of. So people have been, uh, let's say, a reporter for their company, and they've created these um, these very fun videos, engaging videos about you know how it is to work at that company. Mm. And so, actually, I've started a little bit of a collection on these. So, um, there's many, many examples, which maybe we can share somewhere later yeah, to have sure. a look at yeah. how people use the feed. We could put that in the show notes, no yes. problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I was wondering about, because uh, you touched on uh, HR a little bit. Yeah. Um, how do you, well, of course, LinkedIn is being used by a lot of HR professionals to find new people that they yeah. want to have in their company or whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you, um, how do you feel LinkedIn is kind of impacting that uh, that whole market? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think uh, let's say in the earlier days, I think the most impactful movement was actually that we gave uh, recruiters and HR professionals direct access to talent at scale. Mm. Um, so formerly, uh, you know, some some listeners may remember this, you know. I mean, let, let, let's go back to just the classifieds, right? Yeah. You just had classifieds, you had job openings, you know, you posted a job, you had to go through a publisher, cost you, you know, in general, quite expensive. Yeah. Uh, and then hope, you know, that you would get enough applicants and then, you know, go through manual CVs and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So with the introduction of, of, of online and internet, you know, first came the job boards, which is a step in between. Yeah. But actually, uh, let's say what's, what's much more powerful, of course, is just that, that um, you know, you give recruiters access to a whole, um, let's say, um, uh, database of professional talent you know generally 70 75 percent of of the labor market is what i would say passive uh, uh passive search uh, talent which basically means they're in a role they're not actively so, uh, uh, looking for a next opportunity yeah but they're there and so this is a massive opportunity for companies actually to 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 dip into that and to look for their for their new talent. Yeah. So so th th this this and still today, I mean, this is this is a big part of of uh, what is most impactful for companies. But there's there's something added to that now, uh, because currently, you know, having uh, more than six hundred sixty million million members around the globe, mm. with the billions of signals that go through our network, you know, based on their professional profile, the companies they work, you know, the skill set, the education, you know, all of the uh, uh, collective sharing that is done. Uh, we've actually uh, built now, uh, let's say, a real-time talent insight platform. Yeah. And so what is now very impactful is that in general, the LinkedIn platform actually is a great source for real-time data 
on, let's say, the talent at large, so worldwide, but actually also the talent in your company. And so now we have a, we have a dashboard, a platform, uh, uh, Talent Insights, where actually you can ask questions mm. to the LinkedIn platform and say, so I give you an example. It says, for instance, so if we were to set up a new office, you know, uh, somewhere in Europe, uh, you know, with... Uh, where would that have to be based on the talent pools? Ah, cool. You know, and which companies are there? And, and how does the package, how does the, the remuneration package look there? Ah. And so where does talent flow? I mean, another question is, for instance, so how, how much people, let's say, come into the company with what kind of talents and what kind of backgrounds and experiences and how many people leave? And if they leave, where do they leave? Mm. So what is our competition? So there's like thousands of questions you can ask to the, to the dashboard and to get to get a full understanding actually of what i think is you know is the number one priority of of any company because it's a st- sustainable competitive advantage yeah. which is your talent yeah. i mean talent cannot be copied right i mean a lot of things can be built you can you know business models can be copied products services etc but talent is unique and so, um, I, and I think with LTI, we're on the forefront of that because we, again, we put, let's say, that kind of insights at the fingertips of, of HR departments. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you, you don't even think about those kind of, uh, those I know. Kind of options when, I know. when you're thinking about LinkedIn because you're like, yeah. I mean, of course, it's a huge database, yes. all kinds of profiles and stuff yes. like that. But it's uh, it's interesting for, I think, a lot of companies, especially when you're a bigger company, you want to expand, right? Where exactly. You're like, okay, uh, what, where am I going to expand to? What is the kind of demographic in the sense where uh, I look at, okay, uh, I need... For example, I need developers or something exactly. like that. And exactly. I, I need to know if if that language that we're using on our platform, is that even big in that country, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, for example, in, in the Netherlands, PHP is a big one, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe for a, a company, it would be very interesting if they are using PHP to come here because there is a lot yeah. large talent pool. Well, and, and for instance, so, you know, turning our data, mm-hmm. our collective data of all of those billions of points into insights, yeah. let's say, is actually uh, a big part of what is LinkedIn about, like actionable insights. Some of those insights we provide to the market in our report, uh, reports. So, for instance, just the other day, we launched uh, the Dutch uh, 2020 talent uh, report, mm. which basically gives you a rundown of, let's say, the most in-demand jobs, the most 15 uh, in-demand jobs in the Netherlands. Uh, basically, also a little bit as uh, a bit of the zeitgeist of, you know, what people look for on our platform, what recruiters look for, and basically also to help, you know, uh, education institutions to shape uh, their curriculums mm. for students. Yeah. So they say, you know, uh, watch out. I mean, you know, let's say... Uh, 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 for instance, privacy officers or uh, customers, uh, customer uh, success representatives are going to be a big part of the new talent. Yeah. Uh, let's say in certain, you know, in certain pockets of our of our network and uh, and around the globe. Um, so all of that data into insights where you can actually work with uh, is 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 a big part of what we're about. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you you see all the all these kind of new jobs popping up all around us, and yeah, that that's that's also one of the things that I could I think it could help with as well, where you can 
see like oh there's kind of a lot of demand for people with machine learning experience yeah. for example or something like that right? exactly so and 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 we also see so there's a current yeah. demand but actually what's most interesting is what is the future demand exactly yeah. and so you know where, where where do i play you know from from any perspective and so this this is a this is a big part Very yeah cool yeah um well what i what i uh, notice uh, a lot around me is a lot of people kind of underestimate underestimate the kind of power of a great network right where, yeah. where they're like okay uh, why would i need a network at all yeah. <laughs> they're like i know the people around me and that's that's fine right yeah uh, but how do you uh, how do you feel uh, linkedin can amplify that and and help kind of these people to build their network because that's that's a i think a big part of uh, of being successful is having a great network, uh, yes. but uh, how do you feel uh, LinkedIn can, uh, helps with that? So, so, so here's the premise, and this is what uh, Alan Blue, one of our co-founders, once said. He said, "Professionals that give or ask for help can achieve anything." Mm. So this is the premise. So basically, you know, as much as we're a talent company and where people find their next job or can build their career, etc., uh, it's it's really a, a, about success. And so, um, much to what we just uh, s- spoke about, you know, yeah. building your network is actually also closely tied to building, let's say, your reputation. Um, and so when an opportunity arises, and this may not be an immediate opportunity, it may be an opportunity that's, that's a few months down the line, a few years down the line. I mean, and we've all, all had that in, in uh, uh, let's say, in other uh, places too. Because for instance, you know, there may, there's, there may be an old colleague, right, that a uh, few years down the line, you know, you, you, you know they, they end up working somewhere else, you work somewhere else. You maybe haven't even spoken for two years, three years, right? Yeah. But if you're connected and, 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 and you follow each other on, on an occasion in, in the feed, and if an opportunity arises in your company or in their company, I mean, it's so easy, right? If you if you maintain that connection just to reach out. And I've, I've had that where, where people that I haven't spoken to for maybe two, two years, mm. uh, they reach out and immediately it's fine because I know they're in my network, they're a trusted exactly. person. You right? know who it is. I've, 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 seen, I've seen them post interesting content or, or they stayed connected in some way. We, we may not have spoken personally. So I think it's, 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 a, lot about, uh, it's a lot about that. And uh, when you talk about, um, uh, let's say, you know, the, the, let's say the un- underestimating, let's say, uh, the power, I, I really feel that LinkedIn is a great platform to build your professional brand. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, of course, we have a complete rundown on your profile of your achievements and where you work and what you do and et cetera. And a lot of people can still improve on that. But I think uh, predominantly, it's really about, you know, if you're passionate about your, your, your field of work, your expertise, and uh, let's say intrinsically, you want to share that. So mm. you want to help others let's say, with, uh, you know, the knowledge you've gained or the experience you have. Um, I think this is, this is also a two-way street. So for you, it's, it's giving back to the network. And you never know how you may be able to help people with, with that insight, exactly. with that uh, particular piece of knowledge, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which ultimately builds your reputation, builds your professional brand. And so, um, you know, if, 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 if you keep at, at that, you know, 
the the value let's say from that yeah. may come very unexpected yeah it's it's a great tip for building a network to to at least give that value back right where yes but what are some of the the others th- well you get this question a lot i yeah. think but <laughs> what are some of the other tips that that you would give someone that's Maybe starting out because yeah. I I can imagine when you're just starting out, just yes. starting out as a professional, uh, it's kind of daunting to create yes. that professional network. Right? Yes. Uh, what are some of the tips you would give that uh, give that person, for example? Yeah. So um, so take for instance students, right? Mm. So in 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 the Netherlands uh, we got a high student population on LinkedIn, sure. both from college and university degrees, and and at some point they realize right. You know, my personal social media is not going to cut it, you know, in the <laughs> professional world, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit hard, you know, with your Snapchat profile to <laughs> apply for a job uh, or to, to provide any professional relevant uh, uh, context, yeah. right? And so usually uh, there, there's a couple of things here. So first, never underestimate actually what parts of your resume, even though it's thin because you haven't had a real job job yet but what parts of the resume may tell future uh, employees or recruiters so i i give you a few examples if 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 part-time you were a referee in soccer or in in in, in field hockey right that that actually put that down because it it speaks to your leadership capabilities yeah. you have to take split decisions you have to stand by your decision and you lead a match or a game right so that's one if you've had a, a, a summer job either it's in a restaurant or in a bar or you know whatever it it speaks to you know you uh, how you um, uh, um, can relate to guests like in all I mean there's millions of situations that arise how do you deal with it you can you can I mean there's learnings in that right it speaks to you about a person um, uh, as a person you're relating to sure. other people for instance and 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 it goes on and on so so th- that's the first tip on on building let's say start building your uh, resume yeah then the other um, e- even on another front there's people that have been employed by the same employer for quite some time so we see people that have been employed by a company maybe for 20 years 10 20 50 25 years yeah. i mean you see less and less but there's still a large group you know, still, yeah. i would say you know instead of just listing that you've been in that function you know for a certain amount of years you know and it doesn't have to be bragging but just talk about you know let's say what are the changes um what are the projects you work on you know what are the achievements of the company you know how do you relate to the, the achievements of those companies what yeah. have you done at that company all of those things right so this is how you actually build and you tell a little bit more uh, um, about who you are as a professional now in building your network and it, coming back to the students like Actually, it's 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 actually easier maybe than you think because where where you start off with is so let let's first start with your family like where do, where does the family work yeah you know where does where does your your mother work where does your father work maybe sisters nephews etc like go down the list of the family look them up once you've created a profile and connect them right because they're all in companies. Right, yeah. so this is this is the first part, but another part is like there's people in the faculty, you know, your professor, teachers, whatever, but also a lot of your peers, your friends. I mean, are they doing internships? Do they already work at companies, etc., uh, etc. Et through all sorts of student bodies, you connect them, um, and then uh, also very interesting, maybe make a list of let's say 10, 20 companies where you ultimately aspire to work. You're gonna like you know what if i could be a marketeer at company x y or z mm. look up those companies start following those companies 
and maybe even find out who those current people are, right? Uh, go, through, go to your university page, you know, look at the suggestions we give you for people that have also studied at your university or college and the current roles they're at. Nine times out of 10, if you, if you would, uh, you know, follow them or even ask them for a connection request and say, hey, you know, I'm starting out. I see you also studied at, uh, I would really like to maybe get to know you to find out how you got there, etc." Nine mm. out of 10 times, if it's genuine, people will connect and they will help you. So there's, there's all sorts of ways in which you can, you know, build your profile and then uh, uh, build a network. Um, the number one tip is just do it. Yeah. I guess that's another company, right? But I mean, just do it. You have to yeah. just do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I think <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of people forget the kind of power of just asking, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've had it. Um, I, I'm I'm a mentor in a foundation for uh, students in Bosnia and Herzegovina. As yeah. Well. So uh, what what was interesting? I was at a conference uh, not too long ago, and uh, I was talking to one of the mentees that I had. Yeah. And he was like, ah, I want to do more in internet of uh, internet of things and i want to get get to know more and i was like you know i have some people in my network that do that right that that yes. have a company in that space or whatever and i'm like why don't you just go to their profile send the connection request say i'm this and this person i'm really interested in iot and blah blah, blah. Uh, could you maybe help me out or i just want to follow you and just see what you're posting about just so i can get a sense of what that that, that yeah, kind of for, industry is like and for following you don't even uh, yeah, you have don't to ask to, permission you exactly. just follow them yeah but um you know if you really have a question yeah. right if you're uh, say you're writing a thesis or uh, you're thinking of you know that line of business and you're wondering okay so what kind of uh, uh extra education exactly. uh, could I use to get into that field yeah. I'm pretty sure if you reach out to people and you ask them the genuine question you know nine out of ten times you, you will get an answer yeah. I mean don't underestimate a lot of people really want to give back absolutely i'm one Cer of those people as well yeah. certainly if they have achieved already uh let's say uh something. Um, something in life or in their professional career you know at some point you know everyone's gonna think like how can i help others exactly right? it's a very natural human thing yeah and so yeah this is this is the tip yeah and a, a lot of people like to talk about what they've done and exactly. how, what their experiences were like and i i, I see that all around me and i I genuinely think that if uh, I had that as well when I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get further in my career. I was like, I need to talk to people that already did this, right? Where yeah. they're you don't have to invent the wheel yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just more like, okay, for example, if you want to be a CTO, say yeah. if, for instance, that's there's not a real school for that, right? It's just, no, <laughs> you need no. to learn from experience, but also need to uh, to just ask the people that already are a CTO, like how what, what's kind of the things that you really do on a daily basis that make you a cto right yeah and uh, it's a lot of uh yeah a lot of definitely uh, it's just asking it's yeah. just asking uh, all, all kinds of stuff yeah so uh, i i want to get the uh, great tips by the way because <laughs> okay, cool. the, those those are the things that i think that a lot of people uh yeah. don't they don't fully use the power of linkedin in that sense where you you could definitely get even better than this yeah um so um when you look at like the challenges that uh, that you face as a as a company as well um what what are some of the challenges you feel uh, that uh, linkedin is facing right now or actually will face in the future what are some of the things that you think 
you will focus on more uh, down the line. So um, I, th uh, so in, in my opinion, you know, what, what we're trying to do, as I said, from a vision perspective, is to create economic opportunity for the global workforce. Yeah. Um, technology plays a big part in that. And I think one of the biggest challenges we face is, let's say, every movement that basically makes the world a more closed than instead of a more open place, mm. right? I think this is this is in general the biggest challenge we face, and so this could be you know anything from trade uh, barriers, trade tariffs, uh, to um, you know governments you know shutting down networks, closing off you know you know not only having physical borders but actually digital borders. Mm. So in all sorts of way, everything that 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 makes that world less connected and much more uh, internally focused than externally focused. I think this is the biggest challenge for a, for a network yeah. uh, because ultimately um, what we see still today is that you know the the disbalance between the available opportunity we truly believe that there's there, there's talent let's say in each and every one of us in the global For population sure. yeah. and in the over three billion people in the workforce they ha all have a unique talent but um, the opportunity, to fully develop that talent, you know, is is only in certain pockets of the world, right? And so this disbalance, this friction, is what we're trying to make much more even through our network. Yeah. But then we need to make sure, you know, that that the people with that talent actually have access to that opportunity uh, at scale, uh, which is usually uh, now through you know the power of your cell phone. And so you need to have access. So I think this is this is this is by far the the the, the biggest challenge. We have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you look at that, for example, when you when you're talking about the opportunities, I mean that's why LinkedIn Learning is a is a good platform as well, where you can just go on. Of course, you need to have the the premium account, but you can go on. You can uh, watch videos about all kinds of stuff that you may be interested in. And get to learn that way instead of just in the classroom or whatever, wherever you are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so we feel that let's say if you talk about unemployment, yeah, actually it's not because of the lack of talent. Um, it's much more, uh, let's say, the what we call skill gap. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talent. Um, so take for instance the automotive industry. Right, a big part still today of the automotive industry, let's say in in everything that has to do with manufacturing, is is uh, let's say taken over by robots, uh, right? Uh, but still, it's traditional engines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this displaces actually a lot of people that used to work in that industry, as you can imagine, right? Yeah. On the other hand, right, if you talk about the servicing of those vehicles, and then even the second wave, everything that has to do with electric vehicles, there's a huge demand for, yeah. let's say, more engineering talent. So the, let, let's say basically, very practically, the people that, uh, you know, normally work in a garage and maybe, you know, um, uh, do the service uh, uh, checks on your car, or when something needs to be repaired, right? Those people have a unique talent. The only thing is, you know, now that that world moves so fast, the, the talent needs to be upscaled hmm. to a new type of talent where they still can be employed, but just in a different manner, 
right? And I think this is, and this is just one example. Uh, another example is everything that has to do with frontline work, right? I mean, you even see it here in the Netherlands where supermarkets, you know, first they went cashless and now, you know, they went to self-checkout, Yeah, right? Exactly. There's a huge amount of people that still work as a frontline employee in, in, in supermarkets. What are so, you going to do? Right? Exactly. Yeah. But on the, by the same token, you see that there's another type of job let's say, in this supermarket, because it's all about convenience. It's mm. all about service, right? And so much more people may be needed on, on, uh, on that front, but you need a different type of skill set, exactly. right? And then just uh, 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 check out the, the, the groceries. And I think uh, at scale, a learning platform can help with that because everything, let's say, if you want to transform your workforce, let's say, and you want to change your uh, frontline workers, for instance, from, you know, people that check you in in a hotel or check you out or check out your groceries. But you want to you want to transform that workforce into people, uh, let's say, much more in the from a hospitality point of view. Exactly. Right. Uh, how can you how can you at scale basically train them and upskill them? Well, I think, you know, everyone that has a, a, a mobile phone. Everyone that has access to some form of a learning platform, if you can create a learning path for, uh, for them and you assign them, let's say, with this learning path and you take them through these courses on which they score points at the end of the line and so they're certified, right? Exactly. This is actually what can tell you at scale. These employees can now be put to work in this new job. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's definitely part of a, of, 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 uh, uh, of a solution. It's, part, it's not the solution, but it's part of a solution for that. Yeah, it's interesting. I I I feel like that's uh, that's totally right, right? A lot of people are like um, afraid of kind of the technological investments, and they're yes. like, okay, what's it going to do with my job? Do I have a job still uh, later on? Yes, but it's not. Do I have a job? It's like, can you adapt to the new situation? Right. Yes. That's basically it. Yes. Are you going to adapt and maybe see other opportunities by? having this technological investment right well well thing. you know take take uh, the marketing uh, marketing field for yeah. instance like yeah. if you if you look at if you look at all marketing has become digital mm. all marketing basically has really really become about roi and it's basically almost like a sales job right exactly so how many dollars do you put in and how many dollars do you get out after you run a certain campaign? It's all become digital and it's all become about data, data turning into insights. And eventually, based on those insights, let's say, make decisions. Yeah. Now, what we've seen over the years, right, and um, is that uh, the machine, basically through the algorithm, right, can make a lot of decisions for you. Right. But still, let's say so it's 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 not that the marketeer is not needed. Right. Because ultimately, if you talk about creativity and if you talk about, you know, everything, you know, uh, let's say taking all of those various data and insight components and creating them into an insights that build, let's say, the marketing plan. That's still what what humans, what people are, are great at and what can never be done by the machine. Yeah. But as a marketeer, let's say. If you see this coming, if you have seen this coming and you see what's coming five years down the line, you have to make sure you stay up to date with everything that has to do with the modern marketers uh, 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 marketing stack, exactly. which is a lot about tooling, which is a lot about certifications. Right. And so um, if, if, if you look at if you look at jobs on, on LinkedIn uh, openings for that, we're even ab able to tell you, you know, 
you know, your matching rate with the skills actually that are required, the mm. skills that you may lack, and then you need to invest in that. And so I think in, 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 in today's world, like say, even coming from university or if you're in a professional role such as you and I, let's say on average, you know, your skill gaps grows, let's say every year. If you if you do, if you don't do anything, if you don't apply, let's say, continuous learning uh, uh, mindset, uh, because the world is changing too fast, you 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 can't sit still, and it touches every industry. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, there's a few questions before we wrap up. Um, there's one thing that I was really wondering about. So I see a lot of people that have like maybe ten thousand connections or ten thousand plus connections on on LinkedIn. Um, and most you, yeah. you probably don't know everyone. I mean, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, what uh, do you feel like? Um, that's a, that's a. Do you feel like that's an issue or something that should change, or do you feel like that's actually a good power to have these these enormous kind of networks? Yeah. So actually, so again, you know, what you have to understand is this stems basically from way before we had this following option. Yeah. Right. Where it be where it became quite normal to follow people. So, uh, so, so that's one. Yeah. Um, I think on every network, um, you will see that people will just go for the vanity metric, yeah. which uh, b basically because they feel like at uh, one, it gives them a certain status, uh, or basically they feel they can monetize that. So, I mean, it's it's really on a, on a, on a case by case situation. You know, what we have done, by the way, is um, so. Uh, when we in we introduced the following option, you know, the max capacity of your professional network in terms of connection can be 30,000. It can, it can be no more, right? Um, we've also, and you may notice this, let's say everyone that has over 500 connections, we've put on their profile 500 plus. Yeah. So we never, we never show, let's say the actual number because we don't, we don't want building your network to be about the number. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, but still, I mean, there's an option. Some, some people uh, put it to great use because for instance, they share a lot of tips about using LinkedIn, about, um, you know, helping others with their network, um, you know, in their feed, all of, all of, all of those things. So some people put it to great use. Um, yeah. And other people are just about the vanity uh, uh, yeah. metrics and, um, um, you know, so it really, it really uh, depends. I mean, uh, but we, we've given the, 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 the options now to people to also just build their following base. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I was, I was always wondering why it was 500 plus <laughs> and, yeah. and, and not more than yeah, that. Yeah. Because we, we, we actually, it's really true. We don't want it to be about the number, yeah. you know, we want, we want it to be about quality and not the quantity. Yeah. Right. You and could so, still you could still see the amount of followers, but that's not, the, not the thing, right? The, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can look it up yeah. definitely you yeah. can look it up i mean you know but as as uh, as uh, simon sinek uh, a famous quote of simon sinek said you know don't count the impressions count the impressed yeah exactly. and this is actually what we as linkedin are also about you know if you share something in the feed you know and i don't know you know i don't i don't actually think there's a difference if you know whether 20 people like it or 200 or 2000 people like it it's about you know what do they like how did they become engaged? And maybe there's just, even if it's just one or two people getting so inspired that they take the next step, 
I mean, if this was the goal, if this was right. Goal. And so that's much more important than the number. Yeah, that's the the thing with the with the podcast as well. What I'm doing is like if if someone can get like one or two ideas from this this podcast, it's already a done deal, right? Exactly. Uh, and it's it's I think only only when monetization comes into play, yeah. right? When monetization comes into play, you 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 get into this number area where you know there's still let's say various currencies going around about how do you monetize let's say uh, a certain audience and what's the value of that audience for people on the other end exactly and this is so but we've seen we've seen many discussions on that on people that have huge amount of followers yeah millions right um but uh, you know as it turns out maybe half of those were i don't know how they were acquired they were bought they were you know (laughs) whatever whatever happens on networks right and so Ultimately, back to everything that has to do with your reputation and the authenticity, right? I think in the long run, what really plays out is the quality, right? And not, not the quantity. And so I think this is, this is what it's all about. For sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, you see, you see a lot of uh, lot of people with in, insane amounts of followers, and then you're like, uh, you're just getting like twenty likes or something on your post, and uh, and there was a, I think there was a, was a famous, I don't know, Instagram yeah. model or something like that, and she was like, buy my merchandise, and she had like millions of followers, and like thirty people bought the merchandise, right? And that's yeah, that's kind of well, the, and the and thing. and interesting, yeah. and the interesting thing is, uh, so um, uh, what you sometimes see is that people have a huge amount of followers or connections, yeah, they post something and they they feel uh let's say that so it didn't work it wasn't enga- uh, engaging and they feel it's it's the algorithm it's mm. it's something in the machine that actually you know put them uh, put the post lower put the, the post lower yeah. in the feed etc but in fact it's not true it's all about you know does your content does what you share does it truly resonate with your audience and i i i strongly believe that in in that sense good quality content you know um, you know, uh, it, it achieve its goals, mm. right? Uh, and it and and that's really what what what's uh, what's important. Very cool. Uh, on on that note, uh, I have two more questions. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions is um, uh, actually more related to posting because I yeah. uh, I I sometimes also struggle to find out like okay, what's kind of the 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 content that I need to create to make it more engaging, right? Where yeah. people are like okay. I really like this content or yeah. I want to engage with it uh, through comments or whatever. Yeah. Uh, are there some kind of tips or tricks or small little things that you could do to kind of improve that uh, improve that quality? Yeah, so I, I would say, so again, it's it's also a little bit uh, different from company's perspective yeah, or sure. a member's perspective, but let's start with the member because most of the listeners most are just them. LinkedIn members, yeah. right? And they post content. So I would say, um, you know, uh, and maybe it's an open door, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it needs to be very authentic. So if you create your own content, so because you can create or you can curate, right? Yeah. There's a difference. If you create your own content, make it authentic, which means that, um, you know, see yourself as a professional with a certain expertise in your field, because that's your role, that's your professional, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee in a certain function at a, at a company, right? And so take your personal perspective so so that's one so um so this is an important one uh secondly people people resonate with that because people ultimately let's say feel a connection most with other people yeah so uh if you create a video right 
uh, if you create a vlog or, or something like that, like, a, you know, maybe a one minute vlog and you have an opinion about something or you want to show people something, you know, this usually really resonates. Right. So that, you can see the person as well. You could see the person. Yeah. So that, that's one. Secondly, very important. You may get likes on your uh, uh, on that video. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of different types of engagements, uh, you know, below your post. I mean, you know, people can applaud it. They can they can exactly. share that they, 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 they are inspired, etc. But some people just react to that. So they ask a follow up question. Or they provide a comment. So I would my, my biggest tip is also to acknowledge those comments Always, and yeah. see see the platform also as a way where you know you may do that in the feed or send them a personal and say hey that actually I saw a great question you know if you want to follow up on that maybe we should connect and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So I think the engagement is also a, a, a big part of it uh, when you uh, when you post something. Yeah. I think from a company perspective. Um, I, I, I feel this, this comes basically from, uh, you know, usually companies when they post uh, content in the feed, um, you know, in general, uh, because they want to achieve certain goals. And if it's, if, it's, if it's too much about sales, like a one-way street, like where you want to sell something yeah. and not so much care about helping others, let's say, then usually this is um, uh, where it's less optimal. Yeah. So my biggest tip there is, so uh, coming back to, let's say, the, the, the mission we have to, to uh, connect professionals to make them more productive and successful. So as a company, I would say, if you build a content calendar, if you build, uh, let's say, a framework for that, truly think about, you know, the other end uh, of the screen and say, how can I actually help this audience become more productive and successful with something that I share from my area of expertise as a company? Yeah. So let's say... If you're selling a CRM system and you want people to buy your CRM system, ultimately, yes, that may be the goal, but it may be uh, very inspiring for people to say, hey, listen, if you're looking for a new CRM, these are the five things that we people, uh, that, that we see uh, uh, people, people look for, for yeah, yeah. right? So the five tips in assessing if your CRM is up to date. For instance, this may help people. I mean, and there's, there's, there's hundreds of examples of, of topics around, let's say, selling a CRM system that you can actually inspire your audience with. Now, I can guarantee you that over time, if you keep at this, right, and you build a reputation as a company at this, Sure, I mean, um, you know, you, you will be legitimized enough by the network to also provide an offer mm. and say, you know, at, at a certain point, like, you know, we've, we, we've got this offer, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, click here, maybe sign up, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. um, I, I guess but that's... after the value proposition. Yeah, so the, the, the funny thing is, let's say in the old times, you know, you you tried as quick as you could to sell something and if as a customer you would you 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 are lucky this company also would want to build a relationship yeah. right now it's flipped yeah, right yeah. you feel you you first really have to build a relationship build on the reputation build on the trust yeah. you know consistency over time and then you know when you're lucky as a company people also buy from you and if they uh, bought from you they both have the relationship and the product or the service. 
this goes hand in hand. But it's it's a different way of investing. So that's that's my tip on on posting content in the feed. Very cool. Yeah, I I think it's totally correct. I mean. Uh, that's why cold calling doesn't work with me as well, right? Uh, if someone calls me yeah. out of the blue, like, okay, do you want this? I'm like, did you I know, even ask for this? <laughs> no, and I've, you know, and it's, 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 uh, I mean, you know, I don't think it's effective at all because, no. you know, out of the blue, right? <laughs> People get so much signals on a daily basis. I mean, and to be really honest, I've done it, you know, at the beginning of my career yeah. before we had all this. Makes sense. Right? This is how you reached out to people. But in, in these modern days, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that anymore. Cool. I have one more question. Last yep. question. The, 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 a lot of people say the toughest one. <laughs> yeah. But what are, you, what are you kind of most proud of uh, since, you, since you started this whole journey with LinkedIn? Yeah. So um, uh, uh, as shared before, so we're a talent company. Um, and so what I am most uh, proud of actually is uh, how through LinkedIn, I've been uh, able to build the talent within the company. Mm. So which basically means, you know, um, hiring people with a certain uh, skill set. They're great at what they do and actually helping them, coaching them and see them evolve as a professional in our team. And so that's what I'm most proud of. And I have many examples of, of, of people that I've seen come in uh, and that have uh, uh, totally changed uh, uh, the tables and changed the stakes and actually achieved uh, goals that they may not have uh, seen, uh, let's say, when they came in. So I'm most, uh, that's actually in the end of the day what I'm most proud of is just, you know, building the talent within the company. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, how can uh, people find you on the internet? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, <laughs> it's very easy, right? So you just go to my profile. So on uh, LinkedIn, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn, yeah. right? So uh, I have a link to it. Yeah, f- f- follow me. Um, I guess you know, typing my name in a search engine will will come up with some links. Yeah, I guess I so. left and right on all uh, on all sides. Um, and actually, uh, so my biggest tip uh, about you know, if you want to follow developments on LinkedIn, I have two tips. So one is we have an official com- official uh, company blog. Okay. So any search engine you will type in, you know, official blog LinkedIn, you'll find the link. You can subscribe to that, so you'll stay informed of anything that's happening on on our network and on innovations, etc. Cool. And the second part about uh, how we're trying to um, build, let's say, uh, uh, and create economic opportunity, um, is we have a we have a we have a page called the Economic Graph, the LinkedIn Economic Graph. And so if you search for that also in any search engine, or you can type it in the search bar on LinkedIn, you can subscribe to that page and you'll stay up to date of everything that we do. Let's say turning our data into insights and how that's actually helping, uh, let's say, shape uh, the world's economy. So that's quite interesting page to follow also. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I'm really going to do that. Yeah, welcome to. Uh, Yeah, thanks, uh, Marcel, a lot for uh, doing this podcast. It was uh, very inspirational. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm very welcome. No problem. Uh, And uh, for the listeners, you can find the Bits vs. Byte podcast on bitsvsbytes.com. Of course, on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. (laughs) Of Of course. course. (laughs) Uh, It's all Bits vs. Bytes. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, There's a newsletter every two weeks about uh, uh, five things about the business technology and leadership uh, you can uh, find that on bitsvsbuys.com newsletter and i'd like to thank you for listening until next time.